Blog Talk Radio. Sports show. I am so confused right now. What the hell is going on on Blog Talk Radio? <laughs> For those that don't know, it didn't say we was live. We didn't know what the hell to do. There was a notification saying that there's issues. Then after 10 minutes of us talking, all of a sudden it says we are live now. Thankfully, we can edit the first part of this, so we're going to restart all this over. We're going to do this again. Um, but we will skip the intro parts. We will uh, throw in ourselves at the end, Mario. So we will do that whole part over again. But now everybody should be able to hear us because um, I did test the link while the intro music was playing, and it is live. But it also says 10 minutes into the show already. So like I said, we'll just modify or uh, cut that part of it out so I can I can modify that part of it. But anyway, um For those that didn't hear the first part, and I don't think anybody did, uh, we got Jay Spearman in the studio, our NBA expert. Uh, Jay's been with us for, God knows, probably about 10 years at this point. Glad to have him with us. Of course, we've got Mario, my co-host, all of us in here at the Carolina Sports Plus studio. We're going to kick off the show talking some NBA. First uh, topic on the list was uh, we're going to talk about the Celtics, 76ers, Nuggets, and Mavs, who we feel are the best one-loss team um, who we feel uh, right now stands kind of above the rest. Jay, who do you think is the best one-loss team right now? Well, before I even get to that, let me say, like, this is my first time actually getting theme music, so I actually feel low-key famous. (laughs) 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 This was pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, But to answer your question, uh, (laughs) to answer your question, um, well, right now, uh, Philly is uh, putting the whooping on uh, on Boston, so I think I guess that kind of mm-hmm. the question between those two. But <laughs> um, I'm really liking Dallas right now, and the only reason I say that is not including the Philly, not including the 76ers and Boston game that's going on right now. I don't know if you guys actually saw the news. Jamal Murray is actually going to be out a couple of weeks with a hamstring issue. Yep. You know, that's part of that dynamic duel between him and Joker. So I'm really curious to see how that trajectory goes for these next couple of weeks um, as far as their win-loss record. Dallas is finding a way to pull it out. Dallas is right now 6-1, and one, and they were not projected to go, like, to start off this good in such a competitive Western Conference. But a lot of that also has to do with the fact that Phoenix hasn't been playing. The only time they decided to actually play some good basketball is when they're playing Detroit. I don't know if uh, anybody saw that KD-41. Um, but anyway, long story short, Dallas is right now my favorite as far as uh, top guys. And a lot of it has to do with that Lively, that rookie. Um, I forgot his first name, um, um, Derek Lively. Whoever he is, man, came out of nowhere. He is hooping, man. Combined with uh, uh, Kyrie and, and, and everything that Luke is going to give you, it's looking like a really good team right now. 
Mario, who you like yeah, so far? Yeah, I would. I would definitely have to. Uh, I like. I like what Jay's saying just because I saw Dallas live Sunday night playing the Hornets, and uh, they got a lot of good things going on. You know what I mean? Uh, from the inside alley oop game, from Luca doing his thing, you know, Kyrie with his crossover dribbling skills. So, so uh, just to change it up, I do like Dallas, but I also do like uh, Denver. So uh, it's it's a toss up between the two. With Murray being out, of course, I'm a, I'm a lean more to Dallas right now. But it's definitely some interesting basketball going on. Most definitely, um, I'm gonna go a different route. I'm liking the the Celtics. Um, yeah. I just like uh, obviously uh, down at the half to the Seventy Sixers is not the the best to look in the world, but I mean they're only down by seven at the halftime. Uh, but I, I like what uh, Boston is doing this year. Uh, I'm curious to see if everybody's going to stay healthy. I like the addition of Porzinga. Um, I think that was an excellent um, addition. And of course, Drew Holiday. Um, so I, I like what we're seeing. Um, as a matter of fact, Porzingis already 16 points at the half, leading all all scores, period. So uh, obviously the, the Celtics are loving what they, they're getting out of uh, um, Porzingis as well. Um, like I said, I, I'm curious to see as we get to the back half of this season is we're, we're saying it's early, you know, we're only eight to 10 games in depending on pretty much which team at this point. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see where we're at later into the season, but right out the gate, I'm liking the Celtics. Um, I, I think there's, uh, a lot of upside, um, to, to see out of this team. If they're this good starting out the gate, Wait to see as all the chemistry comes together, all, all the uh, um, as the team you know kind of finds themselves as a team. I, I'm curious to see how this plays out for the Celtics and see if Jason Tatum can finally get over the hump and get him a title. Um, the Warriors. There was concerns when we heard that CP3 was going to the Warriors. How the chemistry. Um, you know, there, there's kind of been that beef between the team, a, a, a competitive beef, not a, you know, hatred beef necessarily. So to, to take somebody that you've been beefing with competitively and then put them on your team and then try to fit them into your system was going to be an interesting thing, I think, all of us to see. Um, I think it was even more interesting when we seen that uh, for the first time in CP3's career, he's going to be coming off the bench or has been coming off the uh, bench. Um, but the Warriors uh, were four and two, if I remember seeing that correctly, um, looking impressive, um, doing doing the Warriors thing. Of course, Draymond Draymond Green was out of tonight's game. Um, I did have him on my sports book. They voided that out. I was only looking for two and a half assists out of him. Um, but doing all right with the sports book thing. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but the Warriors, do we feel that uh, the chemistry is there? And what are our thoughts of CP3? I don't think it was a surprise, him coming off the bench. Uh, honestly, I think most of us thought that was probably going to be the best route, especially when you already got the Splash Brothers out there. I'll let you go first, Mario. What's your thoughts of the chemistry? And then also um, CP3 coming off the bench. Uh, it's definitely a good look. You know, I like what they got going on right now. 
you know, the turnovers are way down compared to uh, last year, you know. So, of course, I, I think the pool situation did have a little something to do, you know, with last year. You know, even though the Draymond Green situation, but I felt like it was on everybody the way they felt towards pool, you know what I mean? But as of this year, you know, the chemistry is good. You know, uh, the assist numbers are high and the turnovers are low right now, so that's always a good thing. And I do want to correct myself, six and two, not four and two. I don't know why I said four and two. Um, Jay, your thoughts on the Warriors, the chemistry, CP3 coming off the bench. Um, Does it hurt at all? No, seeing somebody we kind of looked up to our whole life um, as one of the best or at least probably top five in our generation uh, point guard finally having to come off the bench. I, I, I'm not going to say disappointing, but uh, it kind of makes you feel old when you, you sit there and see someone <laughs> that you watch. At one point in time, the NBA wouldn't let him go even play for the Lakers. Um, now he's got to come off the bench to fit into the system. I, it kind of makes you feel a little old when you see this, especially when LeBron's still out there starting to play the way he is. <laughs> just, just a little bit, man. Like, like, like I tell you this, I'm I'm such an OG Chris Paul fan. I remember back in the day when Chris Paul was dunking on fools back in New Orleans. So, <laughs> that takes you that 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 tells you exactly where we are in time. But you know what? Here's the crazy thing. I think this is the best thing that Chris Paul could have did for his career is come off the bench for a title contending team. Because I mean, mm-hmm. we understand how competitive the West is, but if it comes down to the playoffs. Two things matter: um, health, of course, and um, how many veterans you guys you have that are hungry and have been around the block, been around the block long enough to actually see how the playoffs like work out. And I think Golden State has a perfect mixture of both, as long as, of course, they can stay healthy. I like Chris Paul coming off the bench mainly just off of just running with that young squad and getting them a leader that they can believe and trust in. You know, um, well, Jordan Poole just wasn't going to fill that slot. I'm sorry. Like, that's just, I was, whether he got punched in the mouth or didn't get punched in the mouth, Drupal was not going to fill that slot for, uh, for a Golden State team that needs to contend for another championship. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I think that this is Golden State's best opportunity at the championship with Chris Paul coming off the bench, as well as Chris Paul's best last opportunity to get a championship. And if they figure it out, uh, we'll see. I mean, Milwaukee ain't looking as good as I said. So... <laughs> Um, it's kind of bittersweet being a Cleveland fan you've learned especially with that three-peat finals not to be a Golden State fan Um, I'm not going to say I'm necessarily a CP3 fan and it's nothing against CP3 but anybody knows me I have this conversation on a daily basis I have one team and that's the Cavaliers I don't cheer for anybody on any other team. LeBron going to Miami, didn't like LeBron no more. Came back, all right, I'll cheer for LeBron. Went to the Lakers, I don't cheer for LeBron no more. Um, so, um, so it's not nothing personal to CP3, but, yes, I wouldn't mind seeing him win a championship, and I wouldn't mind seeing um, the Golden State Warriors do it this year. Um I don't know. I, I think that it's interesting because they play each other tonight. Later on, you got Golden State at Denver. I feel Denver was a little too cocky in their the little parade thing, and 
I just I feel that they need to be kind of brought back to reality. You got a great team. You was able to put a championship together, but don't get ahead of yourself. That was almost like LeBron going to Miami. Not one, not two, not three. Not, don't get ahead of yourself um, because all these teams are going to be coming for you. They're making their adjustments. They they have added pieces, got rid of pieces. Don't don't get too set in your ways because just as quick as you do, someone's going to knock you off that top spot. Um, I like the chemistry. I like what Golden State's doing. Um, and I think another great piece there, another great part of this is it seems like the last few years we've seen some injuries with Steph Curry not being able to play um, as much as Golden State needs. Now this gives him a little bit more um, of an opportunity to get some rest during the games, especially when these games get out of control. But even with the games that don't get out of control, you got CP3 there to pick up. It's not that he's not willing to play the minutes. He will play the minutes. So if, you know, you got those nights set, you need Steph Curry to rest um, for a, a, a road trip or a stretch or just a, a tougher schedule coming up. You have that flexibility. You have an opportunity to say, you know what, CP, we're going we're gonna to play a little bit more tonight. You're going to come off the bench, but you're going to get more minutes. We need to get Steph Curry's that are coming off a of back-to-back, or we got, you know, some tough opponents coming up. We want to kind of, uh, you know, kind of – change up the minutes to make sure we got as fresh as legs as possible. I like what Golden State is doing, um, and it's definitely going to be interesting out in the West. Speaking of out in the West, LeBron James, um, you, you would have swore this dude ain't 38 years old, the way he's been playing to start off this season, throwing up some 35-point games, um, and, and going going beast mode in fourth quarters and everything else. Um we, we've been covering LeBron. We've been talking Jordan. Kobe, I, I can remember some of the most phenomenal conversations and articles and, and blogs coming from Jay Spearman. Jay, what is your thoughts of LeBron playing at this level, at this age? Um, and also, as of course, LeBron and company is playing the Houston Rockets. Dylan Brooks seems like for some reason he just can't let this go. He wants to keep poking the bear. Um, talking about uh, um, he's ready to lock LeBron up. I don't think there's really anybody in the league, even LeBron being 38 years old, can lock him up. Um, I think there's a there's a few that can have a night that I'm not gonna say lock him up, but maybe is not putting the the best numbers out there. But there's not I don't I don't I couldn't name a single player that just could lock him up, um, even on their best night and LeBron's worst night. Um, so I, I just think it's interesting that Dylan Brooks just can't let this go. Your thoughts on all this, uh, Jay? Um, the fact that the fact that Dylan Brooks still has a still has a job um, in the NBA <laughs> is kind of surprising to me. But hey, hey, somebody, every, there's somebody for everybody. Okay, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, you know, here's my favorite LeBron man. That's not LeBron James playing basketball, man. That's a stunt double. You know, like it's it's, it's, easy, it's easy to get it's easy to get a six seven six eight two hundred fifty pound black dude with a beard and uh, put him in the Lakers uniform because ain't no way that this man is at the age he is 
and is still putting up these type of numbers. And this is now, Jason. This is coming from me, and you know me over the years, so you know I'm not a LeBron James fan by mm-hmm. any stretch of the word or any stretch of the imagination. It's just not me. So the fact that I'm saying this about this man, he says a whole lot, and you know, it's. It's 82 games, in this, well, 83 games if you win this NCC tournament, so we'll see. Ask me this question again, like, you know, 30, 40 games in the line to see if he's still doing it. If he's still doing, like, like stuff like this, then, and he tests positive, I mean, he tests negative PDs, <laughs> I mean, he, like, let, him, let him have it. Like, he's, he, I just, I, I don't know how long this is going to last, though. This is, this, is, this is starting to look very much like an Anthony Davis possible season. If LeBron enters his pinky toe, man, so you know we'll see. <laughs> Mario, <laughs> your thoughts? Yeah, you know I, I kind of, I'm on the same, I'm, I'm on the same wavelength as Jay. You know I'm not a big, I'm not a big LeBron James fan, but the things he's doing on the court is uh, at his age is something to uh, to talk about. You know, as far as the record and how things are going at the end of games. You know, with Anthony Davis and the crew, it's just they can't – they're not really finishing at the right time, you know what I mean? So there is a lot of pressure on LeBron James when he's on the court, and when he's off the court, you know, they kind of stumble a little bit. But at the same token, it's uh, congratulations to LeBron James for everything he's doing at the age that he's at. Definitely uh, need him, especially tonight as Anthony Davis, surprise, surprise, is not playing. Um it's 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 crazy to me. I want to see what this man is doing at forty. I, I I know that's just a a mental number. I tell you what, my life has changed so much. Things crack that I never thought could crack. I things uh, make different noises once I hit forty years old. So uh, I, I hats off to LeBron at thirty eight. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just crazy to watch him play at this level. Um, and I think the, the most, I'm not going to say remarkable thing, but the thing that amazes me the most, him and Tom Brady both, the amount of money that they spend to keep their body the way it is, and mm-hmm. that there is not more athletes out there that do the same. When you watch Tom Brady play into, I think, what, he was, what, 40, 40 what, 44, 43, something like that, when he finally gave it up and won a Super Bowl in his 40s. Um, and it wasn't like they weren't competitive in his last season. And watch LeBron play at the level he plays and see the amount of money that they invest. You're, you're talking like a million dollars a year. And all the, all the rest of the players in the league, for the most part, make at least that a year that they can invest some kind of money into their body to have the yeah, same opportunities now. Obviously, LeBron is beyond gifted in his size, his strength, and everything else. Tom Brady was Joe Schmo. Any of us could have been Tom Brady, um, physically wise. No, that was, that was not getting all this twisted. That I say, oh, all of us could be, you know, a Super Bowl champion quarterback. You know, hold on. I'm not trying to say that, but he wasn't like he was just this physical specimen like LeBron James is. But they financially took care of their body. They 
regionally took care of their body. They ate, they eat well. They they do the things that they need to do, and it blows my mind that there's not more athletes out there that follow the fit, same footsteps. Like these are rare people. These are rare athletes. Um, and it, it, it's a blessing, really, for us to live in this generation to be able to see this. Um, you know, we, we we would have 15, 20 years ago, we would talk about either one of these players and what they did in 20 years in the different leagues that they're in. People would have thought we were crazy. Like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but now, you know, here we are, and we're, we're talking about LeBron 20 years into the NBA and talk about Tom Brady and 20-something years in the NFL and what the physical um, what word I'm looking for, what they put their bodies through, and but how they overcame that, what they did to make sure that they were able to play at the top level was just mind-blowing to me, and it just blows my mind that there's not more people out there following that footsteps. Like, if I had the blueprint – to to be the best at whatever, and I had the blueprint. I saw, you know. Now, obviously, outside of the giftness, because Tom Brady and what he did as a quarterback, and what LeBron James, the, those those are also gifts. There, there's something not everybody has, but there's a lot of people who don't take care of themselves that could play to a similar level, probably not to the same level, but a similar level. They just don't care enough. So it, it just blows my mind. Um, we got the rookie, Wimby. Um, we've seen some impressive things so far this year. And then I, I believe the last game, it was the last game that wasn't such an impressive outing. Um, Obviously, there's a lot going on in San Antonio, a lot more than just um, needing Wimby out there. As right now, they're actually losing 44 to 29. We're not even got to halftime. It's already starting to get out of control again for um, San Antonio. The other night, they took a beating. Um, seems like they lost by like 40 points. Um, Jay, your thoughts on Wimby and what does San Antonio need to do? What 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 are we missing here? You got the number one pick. He's came out. He's looked good. Uh, I don't think you can really knock him on too much. Um, what's 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 your thoughts on that? Um, you know what? You, I think one of the things that we kind of like realize, and and I mean what we fail to realize, and that we got to come to a level reality amongst ourselves is, you know, the San Antonio Spurs is on the same trajectory as the Detroit Pistons, your Houston Rockets, your Orlando Magic. You know, they're not expected to do too much like right now. I mean, you you, mm-hmm. you got to get you got to play the long game with this one. You know, let it season up. You know, let everybody start mm-hmm. to develop behind him. Um, truth be told, I don't watch too many San Antonio games, and I really haven't since '05, since they beat Detroit in the uh, NBA Finals, and I really got a grudge. But um, outside, <laughs> outside of anything else, um, I love Wendy. <laughs> he's, he's doing exactly what I said he was going to do when he got drafted. Um, he was going to dominate immediately. Can you imagine if this cat is able to put on some muscle? Like, imagine if this guy actually hits the bench and pulls up some Giannis-type, like, uh, some muscle mass. You're going to experience one of the most – be nice right now. <laughs> you're going to experience one of the most <laughs> dominant, one of the most dominant players in NBA history. You're talking like some, some Shaq mixed with Giannis-style, like, play. And this is just me kind of thinking on a 2K level, I understand. But at the same time – 
you look at his handles, you look at his shooting ability. It's not the fact that he's already seven foot five and he's shooting over you. It's that he has range, and that's the scary part. Mm-hmm. This kid actually has range. Um, and as much as I hate this as a Pistons fan, I like the fact that he's able to learn under Coach Pop, who has a history of like coaching like elite big men. Um, so mm-hmm. I think he's in the best position. But we do need to pump our brakes a little bit on you know our expectations of San Antonio. It's going to be a minute before this is a playoff, like an actual playoff team. And mind you, that says a lot considering that you know we you're seeing seven, eight games from a rookie, and we already have these type of high hopes. Give him a couple years when we see Wimby in his prime, and it's going to be dangerous for the league. Mario. Yeah, I'm currently on. Like, uh, Jay brought up some good points. Uh, I feel the same way. You know, still early in his NBA career. He definitely has a lot a lot to learn. But he definitely has to put a little bit more size on just because, you know, the games that I've seen him play, you know, he, he does get pushed around a little bit. He does. You know, he he can shoot. He he can definitely block shots. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see him in a couple more years and see what he's really capable of. That that was one of my big concerns when we, we saw him get drafted by San Antonio. He was there was no size to him. Um, I think that's something that definitely needs to be an emphasis. Um, especially after this season. I have no problem with him spending his rookie season kind of getting his feet wet. Um, I, I, I do think that we get wrapped up, and I'm not saying necessarily just us, we, but we as a general um, fan base, media, get wrapped up into, oh, number one pick, this is what should happen, blah, 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 blah. Um, there was once upon a time, it didn't matter if you was drafted number one, you, you you were coming off the bench like you weren't starting. And now we expect or um, there's this expectation of instant success and uh, we can't expect that. We, we 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 want instant results, and that's not how traditionally it's been. And, and so it's crazy to me. So I agree with I agree with everything you guys both said. Um, the size has always been a concern for me ever since you know we we started paying attention. Well, I started paying attention. We got around draft time and I started seeing the highlights, and I'm just looking at this dude, and it's just like. You, you remind me like a Sean Bradley, like there's no size. You're tall, but there's no size to you. Um, so I, I would like to see San Antonio um, work on the, the strengthening and, and put some size on him, uh, make him be a dominant um, forward, make him, you know, um, not be able to be pushed around so much. And while they continue to build this team, um, you know, there, there, there's a lot of pieces that they need to work on and things they need to do. So, obviously, Coach Popovich is the, the right guy, and uh, there's no doubt in the next couple of years we will see San Antonio um, be a team that is a, a force to be reckoned with. I think the other thing is we have gotten so used. I mean, the thing is you're, you're talking almost all the way back to the David Robinson days. You're talking, what, early 90s that San Antonio's pretty much been relevant every season. 
And you went from that to the, the, the uh, Tim Duncan, to the Ginobili, to the Tony Parker, to um, Kawhi Leonard. Like, we have just been so used to there being success. Maybe not all championships, but just success in San Antonio. So I, I think a lot of people got wrapped up. All right, we got the number one pick. We're going to go back to instantly being successful. You know, there's, there's things – there's a lot more to it than just having the number one draft pick. And uh, we're, we're seeing that this year. And uh, – I think this is a good opportunity. I, I I feel that if you jump into a situation and he would have been quote unquote successful, he wouldn't learn anything and felt that basically his stuff didn't stink. There's nothing to work on. So I'm glad that that's not the case, that there is going to be trial and tribulation this year. And it'll give him an opportunity to work on things and see, you know, what he needs to focus on. And I'm open size is one of them. Um, throughout the season and the off season and give San Antonio an opportunity to go ahead and get the pieces that need to fit around him, which is another good thing. Cause you know, you can project what you, what he needs, but get an opportunity to get this season in and see his strengths, his weaknesses will give San Antonio a good, really a good perspective of who they need to bring in and what's going to complement his play style to help make San Antonio be successful. Um, Harden to the Clippers. I don't think we've had Jay on since uh, Houston finally, uh, or not Houston, but the 76ers finally caved in and, uh, the, and went ahead and made the trade. Um, as uh, Harden went to the Clippers, of course, then the 76ers got some pieces as well. Um, your thoughts on that move, and was that the right move more specifically for the 76ers? Seems like you got a lot of pieces out there, but also seems like you got a lot of aged pieces out there. And I'm not saying it's necessarily bad things. We just got done talking about LeBron playing the level. He's playing a 38. Um, but you're talking about a lot of aged pieces that is, there's a lot of miles on and not so much a lot of success on. So can they – can the Clippers and this group finally put it all together with your um, with your Paul George and your Westbrook? Of course, uh, Leonard has some success already, um, but can can they put this all together? This is for me. Yes. Oh yes, yes. Um, so I'm still not sold on this whole Harden to LEC um, like stuff. I'm 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 just not. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a LEC fan. Love LEC. Um, love Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, Westbrook is one of my favorite point guards of all time. I think that you putting another ball dominant star coming out of his prime into this rotation kind of messes up the whole the feng shui of what makes his team so great, or what potentially can make him so great. And I think a lot of that comes down to who's going to get the ball in the fourth quarter when time gets crunched. You know, when Golden State did it, Eagles are out the window. Steph Curry had no problem sitting aside and letting KD take over. Just as KD, you know, like if, if, if you're hot, you're hot. Let Steph take over. Clay would get his. And I don't think we're going to see this style of play from this type of team, just based off of personality alone. Um, and I think it's what's going to inevitably, you know, excuse my French here, screw them over a little bit um, when you start talking playoff time. Um, I don't think they got enough size in the four or five because, I mean, who they got uh, playing the four Kawhi and um, Zubak at the five. So you put them up, you know, another solid five, like an AD in the playoffs um, or, or 
hell, even Kevin Looney might get <laughs> Ibaka some problems depending on uh, the type of game that he wants to have. Um, I just I don't know, man. Um, I'm I'm still I'm still on the jury for this one. <laughs> Mario, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm the same way. It's going to take time to figure out. You know, what I mean, with James Harden James Harden coming in, not being in camp, and not being on a team. You know, Monday night against the Knicks, they had a lot of turnovers. Even though Paul George missed a lot of shots, it was kind of off a little bit. But you can tell they they're going to have some kinks. You're going to have some things to figure out as far as the rotation, who's coming off the bench, who's going to play in crunch time, and, of course, who's going to have the ball in their hands starting the offense, you know. So it's it's in the air for me. You know, it looks good on paper. You know, I'm, I'm, a, fan of, I'm, I'm a fan of all of them, you know what I mean, from Paul George, Westbrook, Harden, and uh, Kawhi. But it's just, it's just going to take some time. It, it definitely is. But this is their window. You know what I mean? I, I can't, I can't, I can't see the Clippers. You know, if they don't, if they don't do anything with this team. Who's you? You, you know what I mean? Uh huh. Whose windows closing quicker? The the Golden State with CP3 or the Clippers with all four of those? Oh, oh Clippers. Clip, Clip, yeah, Clippers without a doubt. Just because Golden State got that, Golden State got that. Uh, Got that use on the bench, and they and and they still got, you know, with Curry, they're always gonna be there, you know, but with the Clippers, you just don't know. As long as Steph got breath in his body, I think it's interesting that we get to see Westbrook and Harden play together for their third team. Um, I'm not a, I'm not really a fan of either one of them. I, I. I don't know why. I, I, I guess part of my issue with Harden is I don't like, well, one of the flops. But to this whole Euro step, it seems like he walks halfway down the court, and it just drives me nuts, and this backstep garbage. But anyway, um, I'm just not a fan of either one of them, which it, it, I, I would like to see Paul George win one. Um, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind seeing Leonard win another one. I, I don't – other than – how Leonard finished at San Antonio, I don't really have an issue with Leonard. I just not – I'm not a fan of how he he spent that last season and the whole exit out of it. Um, but honestly, unfortunately for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, if the Clippers don't win a championship while those other two there wouldn't hurt my feelings none, um, I would really – be more upset if Hard actually won a championship than he never won a championship. I, I know it's bad to say. I don't know why. I just I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of Hard at all. Um, I guess because I, I think even part of it. And this is so petty, but I think part of it is because I I think they all should have stayed together in Oklahoma. I really I really yeah. wanted to watch Oklahoma dominate and because the greed and, and everything else that didn't happen. And I'm not even an OKC fan, but I, I don't know. I'm not even really a fan of the rest of them. I'm not necessarily a Kevin Durant fan because he played for Golden State. I'm not necessarily a um, Serge Ibaka fan. I'm not necessarily – there's a lot of pieces I'm not necessarily a fan of, but I would have sat there and enjoyed I, – I guess because – I felt at that time that was the strongest team that could have 
stop the whole Miami thing in that one, not two, not three. And they failed that first year because they were young, and then money became an issue instead of just keeping together and doing what you had to do to stop the whole Miami thing. You decided you're all going to go different directions. I don't know. It's just a bunch of different little petty things. Um, are we? Are the NBA talking about expanding? Did I see something, or am I hallucinating about we possibly getting a Seattle team again? Yeah, that's what yeah, I heard. Yeah, they've been talking about that for the past couple of years, um, uh, Seattle and Las Vegas, which that would be really cool to yeah. see the Super Sonics go back. That would be uh yeah, that would be a Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, like you're talking some talking to me. That, that that's what I remember the uh, of the Supersonics anyway. Um Ooh. and uh was Chris Mullins part of that team as well? There was somebody else on the Supersonics. Maybe it was it Chris Mullins. Uh, I know yeah, he was Dale going Ellis, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp. Um You talking about like Shrimp? the glory years? Dallas Shrimp. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, Bill Shrimp. That would be great to see them expand and uh, bring Supersonics back. Uh, Be interesting with the Las Vegas team. Um, The whole Las Vegas thing, and obviously the Golden Knights have had success, but I don't know. I just couldn't imagine being an athlete and being in Las Vegas. It just seems like that's just a lot of – a lot going on in that area. But anyway, um, anything else, Jay, that you could think of before we get you out of here in the NBA that we need to get in here before uh, we get you in, back here in a couple weeks? Uh, well, outside of uh, Detroit signing Kevin Knox, um, which lets me know that we probably plan on tanking this year, um, I really can't say too much else. It's, it's, it's not the best year for Detroit Pistons fans. And the only reason why I say that is we're just really injured. Kate is doing Kate is doing his thing. He's dropping at least like 21 a game. Uh, he's helped me on a couple of my parlays, uh, gambling is legal in Michigan. Um, he, he's really like kind of like put a came through with me, like on a couple of clutch-like moments. Uh, Jalen Dern is actually playing pretty productive. Ozer Thompson is the defensive player of the year candidate in the next three seasons, and mark my words, I said that here first. Um, but, no, man, outside of that, you know, everything is just, you know, just kind of seeing how the NBA just unfolds in this end-season tournament. I'm really excited for that. Um, but, yeah, we just keep it rolling. How's your sports books coming? How you been doing so far? You know what? I'm a winner over here, Jason. Like, I was, you know, I, I, I ain't trying to buy. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to give you the old bag, but <laughs> I'm done all right, man. I know that they sent me an email like the last week or so, a screenshot of it because it was a conversation, and I'm since I've had my. Um, FanDuel one. I'm actually up $183 since it went live, I think, the first of the year. So I've done all right. Um, this last, not last weekend, the weekend before, um, a buddy of mine, he's also a Michigan fan, he works for, works for me. He got me uh, a couple hundred dollars, and I end up winning almost another couple hundred dollars on my bets. I tell you what, if Vanderbilt would have won the other night, and they were like 3,500-plus odds, whatever, however the odds are, they should have won the game. They would have won. I would have won me a nice little chump change. I had a nice little parlay, and that was the only thing. I lost by six points. I, I think it was six or seven points. Um, no one mm-hmm. kept me from winning the other night. I got some. I got it pulled up right now. I got a handful of games in tonight. I've been playing off the winnings because that weekend I was actually down to $2.00 and I got up to almost $400. So that it was a good weekend a couple weekends ago. Um, but uh, i tell you what, 
This whole uh, sports book thing, I can see how people uh, get addicted to this stuff. It's uh, it's rather fun and interesting. Um, I try to I try to pace myself with it because uh, I could uh, get myself in a lot of trouble with this. Um, oh yeah, be careful, man. <laughs> um, hopefully, uh, your uh, Wolverines win this weekend against Penn State. I do want to see it come down to an undefeated Ohio State, Michigan, um, when we uh, visit you guys this year. Um, I think that uh, even with the loss, I think either both of us will make the playoffs. I, I, I'd find it hard for anybody to argue we are not part of the top four, especially if the game is competitively close. Um, Georgia, I don't even know why they're still in the top four. They don't play no way. I think like they got the 100th easiest schedule in the entire NCAA, regardless of what their coach says and how they should still be number one, even though they lost the game. We ain't played nobody. It's not like you're playing the tough opponents in the SEC, no alone the Big Ten. Um, we can argue all day long about Oregon, Washington, Florida State, and their easy schedules. But anyway, uh, so hopefully you guys pull it out this weekend. As much as I hate Michigan, I do want it. I want the, <laughs> the final game to mean something. So two undefeated teams going into it is going to mean something. So uh, um, I'm pulling for you guys this weekend just to make uh, make this game mean even more for both uh, both sides of it. And uh, hopefully we both make the playoffs and it really get interesting. But uh, I will uh, reach out to you. We'll get you back on here, and uh, uh, not next week, but the following week, and uh, we'll catch up more uh, NBA. Yes, sir. Hey, good talk to y'all, man. All right. You have a good night. All right. M- Mario. Mm-hmm. I'm a little jealous of you. You got to go to a World Series parade and an NBA game yeah. the same weekend? Mm-hmm. What? What, yeah. what what it was it was very interesting you know i have never been to a, a championship uh parade you know what i mean so it was definitely it was definitely live people uh sitting on top of roofs you know the whole nine there was a lot of people out there mm-hmm. a lot of excitement out there no i i know in the top where you uh, where you live we we've mm-hmm. both been same neck of the woods. We've both seen some crazy stuff down the mur- mm-hmm. down the boulevard. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell this story. I don't think I've ever told you this story. I've not told a lot of people this story. I'm going to tell you this story. Then I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. what's maybe the craziest thing you, you saw this weekend. So, I get stationed at Fort Bragg back in 1997. And so it had to be from when I got there, which was late spring, early summer, but before July, because as soon as I got there, I was only there for three days. I was informed that I was being uh, being sent to Bosnia. Um, I'm spending about nine and a half, ten months in Hungary, about two months in Croatia, about two weeks in Sarajevo, uh, Bosnia. Um, so it was in that small gap time frame, and back then Fort Bragg was not locked down. This was before the whole 9-11 stuff. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of get on Fort Bragg in any which way you want. And so when you're leaving Fort Bragg, you're heading down the boulevard, head, headed into Fayetteville. Um, on the left-hand side, it used to be a Sitco where I can't think of the road, but as soon as you come off Fort Bragg back in the day, you hit that first light. On the right-hand side was a BP. I think it had a laundry mat connected to it. You took that right. That took you to All-American. 
Um, and it also took you to, oh, what is that damn road? Uh, Yakin Road. Um, if you took a left, that took you towards the Merc. You kept going straight down, took you down the boulevard. There was a Sitco on your left-hand side. So mm-hmm. back in the day, I had a pager. I think all of us had pages back in the day. And I don't, maybe I didn't have a pager. Maybe I just was stopping to call my mom. But I was stopping to use that the, the pay phone of that Sitco. And there was two ladies using that phone, making a phone call. So I'm sitting there waiting. They're like, they said something. I rolled out my window. like, you need to use the phone. I was like, yeah. She goes, we'll be done in a minute. I was like, that's fine. I'm going to go inside. So I went inside, got something to drink or whatever, came back out. They were finished up their phone call. And so I get on the call. I was actually calling back to Ohio, and I think I was calling my mother. And either they didn't answer or the conversation was quick, and they were still sticking around. And they were like, um, can you do us a favor? I said, what do you need? She goes, we locked ourselves out of our apartment. Our um, key is up the road. We just need to get the spare key and come back to the uh, apartment. Now, the apartment was, and you know what corner I'm talking about, right, with the light? Mm, yeah. Across from that BP, there was a basically a two-story little park apartment complex thing, and beside that's where they sold all the mobile used mobile homes at um, some little company right there. There was only like four or five of them, but they sold them. And so, literally, the drive from that gas station, that Sitco, to wherever the spare key was to their little uh, apartment thing was maybe a two-minute drive. Like it was nothing to it. Mm. So I was like, sure, no big deal. You know, I'm young, I'm naive, I'm like 19 years old in the Army, not thinking nothing, don't know nothing about this area. So I take him to go get this spare key, which legitimately, that's what we did. We, I took him, they got the key, and they went to the apartment. And I let him in, and that was the end of it. But as we're on the way to this apartment, or to, to get this spare key, the one girl looks back at the other girl, and she goes, can I speak for you? And she nods her head, and she looks at me, and she goes, work all girls. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, what the F did I just do? And so mm-hmm. I'm not saying nothing. And she goes, we're prostitutes. And I'm like, I know what a call girl is. Like, I'm now at this point, I'm thinking, what the hell are you all in my car for? And she went mm-hmm. on to, oh, you know, this we could do this, we could do that, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I just want to be getting you dropped off. I don't want you in my car no more. I was trying to be nice, do a favor. Uh, but so I just kind of just got to point A to point B to get that done. That was the end of it. Um, so that was like, so this is kind of the area where Mario and myself have kind of lived for, well, he's lived his whole life. I lived for 20-something years. Um, for those that are familiar with the Fort Bragg area or Fayetteville area, they call it Vietnam. There's a reason why they call it Vietnam. Um, but anyway, so what was probably the craziest thing you got to see this weekend? Uh, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't run into a situation like that, so it, it definitely got well, me <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, overall, I hope I never run into great, that again. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great atmosphere, you know, from going to the Texas Rangers parade, then seeing, then going to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, you know, having, seeing, having their little watch party, and, uh, seeing all them Cowboys fans, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't say disappointed, but just, you know, the ups and downs of being a Cowboys fan and actually seeing it live, you know, in person. You know what I mean? Because there were so many of them there. And every time a first down happened or every time a turnover happened, you can just, you know, the atmosphere was good. But then, you know, topping it off, going to go see uh, 
Dallas Mavericks and the Scarlet Hornets play, you know, at very good seats too. I was like nine rows, nine rows off the court, you know what I mean? So it was a, it was definitely a, it was definitely good to see, you know, and watch some good NBA basketball and competitive basketball at that. A little inside secret, the only basketball game I've ever been to NBA-wise was actually a Dallas Mavericks game, but it was actually them against the Washington Bullets. I tell how long ago it was um, when oh, I was yeah. stationed um, at my AIT, my training up in uh, Maryland. Um, so that was the only game. Uh, what was the game? How was the game? What was the, 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 what was the arena like? Like, I don't remember my experience in the NBA. The, the most recent I remember is I went to the Columbus Blue Jackets. It was a, a present from the wife. I've never been to an NHL game. I am all about Ooh. my home team. So even though I don't, much, don't know much about hockey, um, I am all about cheering on the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was probably the greatest experience as a fan. Like, it was insane. Um, we thought we won at the end of the game, last seconds, and then instant replay changes. So you went from this – this whole arena erupting and everybody happy to seeing the replay, the goal didn't count, and then not even like 10 seconds later, the other team scored and we lost. And so you went from the highs of highs to the lows of lows just that quick. Um, but that was like the one of the most uh, um, best experience I had as a fan. Um, you don't get that too often in games. I've been to many Browns games. I've been to uh, Cleveland Indians games. I've been to, you know, diff- just different Dane Dragons games, uh, Fayetteville Swamp Dogs back in the day games. Um, what was the what was the atmosphere like? What was it like being, especially a Dallas Mavericks, that's a team that some people are projecting to not, you know, not just make playoffs, but even potentially win it all. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a great atmosphere from uh... – from warm-ups all the way to the end of the game. You know, it was a competitive game. That's what that's what even made it better, you know what I mean? Uh, but you can see the talent that they have in Dallas with Luka, Kyrie, and uh, even Hardaway, students, and then Ivy in the middle. You know, they were throwing plenty of lobs. He was, he was doing some good things on the offensive rebound. But just just to see it live and be in the atmosphere, I even caught, I even caught a shirt. You know, I ain't never caught a shirt. <laughs> so that was that was yeah that was kind of a that was kind of fun you know that little uh, teenage kid type feeling you know catching a shirt sitting so close you know so it was it was good honestly I had a great time in Texas <laughs> you know I'm definitely going back but it was a great atmosphere. I sent Mario for those that don't, <laughs> I did send Mario a message because he sent me some pictures and, and some video. Which um, this part of the uh, show, when I do the video clip, I'll actually add those to it. But I thought I was like, I'm a little jealous of you right now. And speaking of shirts, mm-hmm. when we go to the Dayton Dragons games, which we just renewed our tickets for next year, so I, I, I definitely get 11 more games in next year. I love going to the Dayton Dragons. Um, for those who don't know who the Dayton Dragons are, they are a high A um, affiliation of the Cincinnati Reds. Um, so when everybody was just learning about De La Cruz, I had already been watching them for a year or two. So um, they do they do the little cannon thing and shoot the shirts out. Now, unfortunately, we sit like three or four, I think the third row. And so with a netting, mm-hmm. like a shirt never comes. Like there's only been one or two foul balls that have been somewhat close, not close enough for us to catch maybe three or four rows back just because we're so close to the netting. 
Mm-hmm. But there was two guys sitting in front of us one of the games, and they were, they were doing – I think it was a foul ball. It wasn't even the shirt. I think I thought it was a shirt at first. It was a foul ball. The foul ball was so high that at the same time a bird came over, and, and they lost track where the ball went versus the bird. And so they started thinking the bird was the, – the ball was the bird. And they're like, there it is, there it is, they're watching. And then all of a sudden they realized the ball had done landing, and everybody in the whole area just – they just – Oh my God! Everybody started laughing because they were they were bound to determine. They had, they had a little bit to drink that day, but it did look like the ball at first. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, glad you had a good time. I'm even even more glad that you came back because uh, you know I need I need my my co-host here with me. Um, so no, yeah, glad no, glad to, glad to have it back. Uh, tell you what, it's been a great time. Um, the race chat live one ten nation um, race pool. Came to end this last weekend. Um, I ended up getting, I think, fourth, third or fourth in the final race. Um, we we followed the same um, format as NASCAR, so I was second in points up to the last race, and then it just came down to who who had the best finish in the last race out of the top four. Uh, um, Congratulations to Anthony. He ended up winning overall. So this weekend I'll be ordering his little plaque or trophy. Um, so we, we do a cash prize and a little trophy, and we're going to continue that on to next year. I know Mario is joining us. I know we've gotten other people to, uh, that are already looking forward to joining it next year. So looking forward to uh, all that. It was a great time. I want to thank everybody that participated in 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 that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it was fun, and uh, glad uh, we got that opportunity to do that. Um, I know I sent something over. I don't remember what I sent over, but uh, I know one of the things I want to talk about is uh, Caleb Williams, quarterback of USC. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, RG3 come to his defense crying after his loss again this weekend. Um, it seems that he's hardly been able to win any games <laughs> since uh, he announced that whoever drafted him, he uh, pretty much expected to get part ownership of uh, that team. It was a conversation we've had on the show, and it seems like ever since then, things have kind of fallen apart for Caleb Williams, or Caleb Williams, I'm sorry, and uh, USC. I find it rather entertaining. I... They they still have him clearly as the number one quarterback in the draft. They have him, I, I think, top three in the draft period. <sighs> My personal thoughts, Mario, I think he got ahead of himself. I think that mm-hmm. you, you walk through the easy part of your schedule, you talk a little smack. Even so much that, hey, I, I think I need to be part owner, which I just thought that was the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. Like I, even the, 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 the biggest prospect that I could, I can't even think of any other than for some reason, Andrew Luck, like everybody swore Andrew Luck was going to be the next great thing. Even with him out of Stanford, that was never anything that came out of his mouth. I'm trying to think of any others that they thought for sure was going to be a hit in the NFL has never asked or never demanded or never required to be part ownership. And here we are. I think he's lost like three of the last four games Mm -hmm. where USC has. Um, 
And so RG3 comes to his defense saying that, you know, he puts everything into it, blah, 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 blah. My thoughts, kind of stupid. Like, and you, you see your your potential ownership going down the drain because you can't even manage to beat teams that actually mean anything. Um, I don't know. I just get – I don't know why I get satisfaction out of this. I, I, I guess that – I'm the type, I want to see you put it on the field or put it on the courts, mm-hmm. not run your mouth. Well, I deserve this, so I should get that. No, like let your – Tom Brady, who's going to go down as the greatest of all time, that ever once said, hey, I need to be part owner of the Patriots. Like he tried yeah. to be part owner of the Dolphins. He's part owner of a, a WNBA. Never once did he say, yo, Robert Kraft, I need to be part owner. Like I got all these rings – I'm, I, I am the, the the New England Patriots. No, and, and so you're going to talk about some some college football player that plays out west, doesn't play in the Big Ten, doesn't play in the SEC, doesn't even play the better teams of the ACC, and that's a little bit of stretch. And we've had this conversation. I'm all about some ACC basketball. That is kind of the bar for me. Duke, UNC basketball. Football, you, you, I'll give you Florida State, and I, I can throw in some Clemson. I still have my issues with the signal stuff there as well. Um, but to me, the bar is Big Ten and SEC when it comes to football, and you're just playing some teams out west that it really ain't no good. What little competition you did have out there, you couldn't even manage to beat. So I, I got an issue with you running your mouth, and now you're crying on TV, and I don't know. I get – Am I wrong for having the satisfaction, Mario? Uh, no, no, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not a big fan either. Uh, he, he does. He does some good things on the court. I mean, on the field at times. You know, you can see that he has that uh, that his own type of style. But as far as his thinking or the way he acts and moves, you know, I don't agree with. You know, the the being part owner you know, was was off the edge for me. And then you think about, you know, people come to a defense crime with his mom after he lost. You know, it, it's kind of, I wouldn't say crybabyish. You know, I understand, you know, he, he's a young man and everybody wants to win. But, you know, when the question comes up, ask about, you know, how you going to learn or what you're trying to do, you know, after this loss. You know, my last, my last thing wouldn't be, you know, cuddle up with my dog and uh, and watch movies. You understand what I'm saying? So, so that kind of plays. You know, that just kind of plays. You know, a factor too. If I'm looking at a quarterback or looking at a person that I want to put all my money and time into, and after a loss, you know, he he wants to cuddle up with his dog and watch movies. You know what I mean? Even though he may feel that way, but that ain't something that you say. And you know what I mean? I want to hear somebody say, "I want to watch film. I want to get better." You know what I mean? On the throws that I missed, I should I should have completed. You know that type of talk instead of you know cuddle up with a dog and watch movies after a loss. Now don't get me wrong. It's not like we're saying that Caleb Williams was the only reason or the reason that USC lost. Um, 
out of those last four games because he starts talking that smack when they play nobody. Mm-hmm. Now, they play Notre Dame, they lose. They play Utah, they lose. Cali was unranked, and they that was the only game they won, and they struggled. It was only 50 to 49. Like, it wasn't like, the, you know, they walked in and beat California. And, of course, they lost last week. My other, my, my, it's not like he's had bad games. Um, yeah. One game he threw. Then now the Notre Dame game was a bad game. One touchdown, three interceptions. The Cali game that they actually won wasn't the greatest game. He, he only completed barely 50% of his passes. Um, but it just you're the leader of the team. Like I, I guess yeah. my whole my whole issue is you got ahead of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. if you yeah. – it, it, honestly, if you would have never said about whoever drafts me, I need to have part ownership, I probably would have never had Caleb Williams come out of my mouth. Maybe until we talked about drafts or even mm-hmm. maybe Heisman. But you got put on my radar because you got ahead of yourself. And then, unfortunately for you, because you got ahead of yourself, all of a sudden you lose three out of four games. Now I get a, 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 a certain kind of pleasure. I know I shouldn't. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I should mm-hmm. feel bad about this, but I find it funny that because you got ahead of yourself and your, your self-centered, entitled cockiness, and it's been a mm-hmm. thing of, for me lately. I, I can't – the whole self-centered, the whole entitled, the whole – that whole genre – it just yeah. spoiled brats, all that. I just, I, it dry, there's, it just like, it's like almost like the nails on the chalkboard for people. Like, I just, I can't do it. It's like, mm-hmm. just go out there and play. Prove to everybody yeah. that you, you'll, you'll get what you deserve. Mm-hmm. If you're deserving some kind of ownership, if you play better than any other NFL players ever played in, in the NFL, then sure, maybe they're going to give you. But I'm telling you right now, Joe Montana doesn't have, never was offered part ownership, and Tom Brady's never had part ownership, and um, Patrick Mahomes, I don't, he's got part ownership to something that has nothing to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. So the best, the best that we've watched in the NFL. That's never been a thing. So to have some college player that's out west that plays a bunch of nobodies to this point, mm-hmm. and the few, the few somebodies they play, they lost to. Like, I'm sorry, you got ahead of yourself, and I, I get a, I get some kind of pleasure out this. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm 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 on the I'm on the same type of path that you are, you know, even even before then when his dad talking about depending on the team that gets the number one pick, you know, his son might stay in college and you know, I just feel like I just feel like the cockiness, you know, really shows and it and it kinda of rubs I won't say people because some people like them, but it just rubs me the wrong way. So I would never want to hear anybody from Ohio State and how Ezekiel Elliott was one of the best running backs in college football when he played. Mm-hmm. And I would never mm-hmm. want to hear that. And, uh, oh, I can picture George. Um, good Lord. He didn't play for Tennessee. Why am I drawing, drawing a blank? Um, 
I'll think about it, and I'll, I'll say his name later. Another thing I said to you was Kansas City, or not Kansas City, Kansas men's uh, basketball coach Bill, uh, Bill Sell signed a lifetime yeah. contract with yeah. the Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say he's not warranted that. Um, he has done a lot with Kansas. He's been there for a while. I don't know, lifetime. It, it, to me, it's a slippery slope. Because your friend yeah. USA, it don't matter what the dude does for the rest of his career, we're stuck with him. Like, um, I don't know. I'm not a fan of, and it's not just just particular coach, any coach. Like, there's reason why, just like as president and our government officials, like, there's a reason why there should be terms or should be contracts, like. You're just setting yourself up to be stuck with a coach that once he starts losing, and I, Bill Belichick, this has been a conversation. There's stuff coming out about Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. Seems like things are falling apart, unraveling. Um, there's a reason why you don't sign lifetime because even the best of the best, things eventually come apart. Um, and I don't know how many more years of Bill Belichick, if he's even got another season there. Seems things are getting real ugly in uh, New England. I guess when you can't manage to have a winning season, it happens. Uh, so I'm curious to see where this goes when Kansas is not winning like they used to win or have been winning. When you start having losing seasons or you're not making the tournaments or you're losing first or second round of the tournament. You're not really relevant. I'm curious to see where this relationship goes. Um, it's all yeah. fine and dandy right now because he's produced and he's a great coach. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the whole lifetime thing. I'm not a fan of they're not being basically and into the contract, because that means there's ex- expectations, and there's a reason to renew the contract or go your separate ways. And when you, you, you pretty much say it's a lifetime position, then, like, there's no expectations. Like, it's until he decides I'm done at this point. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I think overall he's, he's a good coach. You know, he's been there for a long time. And uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see Kansas falling off. You know, overnight, but I don't, I don't, I don't picture him coaching for a very long time. You know, there was rumblings about will he even make it last year. You know what I mean, with the situations that he he's been dealing with. But you know, he he's a good coach. You know, hopefully everything works out. I'm kind of, I'm kind of still upset that uh, they beat Carolina two years ago. Uh, when, when we had the there, Mario. Yeah, we, do we need. Do we need to get some? Do we need to get some therapists around here? That seems like we got some grudges going on here. No, 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 no. You know, I want to say no hard feelings because it is. I wish I, you would have won, but <laughs> we'll see. But I, I think I think he'll stick many, around long enough. Uh-huh. Do you know how many championships Roy Williams won? Uh one maybe. Three. I don't want to. I'll say three, maybe. I know. I know at least two, and a good possibility three. Would you had an issue with Roy Williams if they would have gave him a lifetime contract? Uh, no. no, 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 no. But 
but he's he's a little different too. You know, he got a little. I don't think he would have signed it, or he would have even offered it just because of his age and the things that's been going on with Carolina. Just because they've been they've been grooming Davis for a long time, you know, to come in this spot. So he's always around. You know, he comes to the he still comes to the game. He's still a a person of interest on campus. You know, at least at the games when he do come. You know, so. What I mean, mm, no. Of course, he's still. Uh, it's not like he retired ten, fifteen years ago. So of course, he's going to be. Yeah. Uh, an interest. Uh, I was just curious because that was a time frame that I worked in UNC. So you know, I, I got to be there for the what was it, about '07 championship. It was with Tyler Hansberger, uh, mm-hmm. Ty Lawson, all them. Excuse yeah. me. Um, I tell you what, that's what really, really made me uh, enjoy being a bouncer and really want to be part of the whole Chapel Hill um, scenery was that year. Um, that was probably my favorite all-time time frame of bouncing between being there for Halloween on Franklin Street. I don't know what it's like now, but I know in the day what it was like to be up there in Franklin Street. Uh, for those that don't know what Franklin Street is, Franklin Street's the main road. It runs right there through the, through Chapel Hill. Um, if you're coming from the one direction, the way I came in, um, Chapel Hill's on the left, or the, I'm sorry, UNC was on the left-hand side. The town was pretty much on the right-hand side. You rode through the middle of town. That was Franklin Street. Um, while your businesses and everything was. Um, but to be there during that championship run and see how insane it was. And I have never been anywhere where it has been so loud inside. Mm -hmm. Um, It it has been insane. It was insane. And then in the same aspect, turn around and watch them lose to Dayton in the NIT tournament was Mm -hmm. like, you went from the highest of high to the lowest of low. And, of course, I'm wearing Ohio stuff. And I think it was Dayton. It might have been Ohio that you guys lost to in the NIT tournament. It was one of the Ohio teams. I think it might have been Ohio State because I was wearing an Ohio State shirt. Um, and so I was not a, a, a favorite, that, especially that night in the club that I was working at. Um, but to watch UNC, um, especially during the, play, uh, during the tournament, like I had never had experienced that kind of atmosphere. What college I did do was online college um, when I got out of the military, so I never got to be a part of the college scene. That was the closest, and I was 28, so I wasn't far out of the age group, but I was slightly out of the age group, so I didn't get to necessarily, I would say, experience the college life, but I got to experience the college um, bar life, I guess, because um, I was close enough in the age group that I got to hang out with everybody and kind of be part of the crowd as well. But that was that was a very um, a very fun and uh, an exciting part of my experience of bouncing. Um, a lot of success for Roy Williams, a lot of success for the basketball program, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was it was fun times. <laughs> I can't can't even put into words what I what I experienced and what I gotta do. I guess that was it should have been more of my example with the, the parade and is experiencing a championship or even the night when UNC beats uh, Notre Dame at football and how insane that was. 
Um, but anyway, um, trying to think if there's anything else I want to get into before we talk about NFL. Seemed like it was another topic, too. We're going to talk about NFL. We're going to get our picks in, and I'm sure that there's going to be some things that will come up, that will pop up that I remember to talk about. Uh, last week, I went 7-7. Seven and seven. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I thought I thought I did better than that. Um, Mario did do better than that. You did better than that. You went 8-6, so you... You gained another game on me. I don't know how mm-hmm. that happened. So you're yep. up two on me at this uh, at this point. You're 67 and 53. I'm 65 and 55. We're both still above the 500. We still have winning records, but mm-hmm. I would like to catch some game, some some ground on you. Um, Thursday night. I don't think a lot of people are excited about this game. Um, you got no. two teams that are struggling to win games. Um, two two teams that are probably going to uh, be in their top five when it comes to this next year's draft. Um, I think two teams that are going to have some evaluating to do in this offseason to figure out where they need to go and what they need to do, and that's the Carolina Panthers at Chicago. You know what's really aggravating, Mario, is when you have two teams that are really are not good right now, yeah. but they're playing mm-hmm. each other. So it still makes it a tough pick, even though yep. neither one of them are really good right now. Um, I'm probably going to regret this, but I am going to go Carolina. Um, so I'm just telling right. me that Carolina is okay. a little better place than Chicago at this point. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Two okay. franchises that's, that's... that I, I, I lived in North Carolina and I watched the highs of the high with Carolina and yeah, that no. 15 and one season, but mm-hmm. I grew up. I, I, I remember the first Super Bowl I could ever remember watching was the Chicago bears and the new England Patriots at that one, 84, Bears team that's so infamous. And, of course, I didn't know nothing about football at that point in time, especially the Bears and the Patriots. And so I just went against my mom. My mom was a Bears fan. So I, I was like, I'm going to go with New England. And that was the first time I ever watched football on, or anything, on a big screen TV. And so it was a whole big to-do for me. So, you know, I'm watching the Super Bowl on big screen TV. I'm going to pick up the team of mom. And, of course, <laughs> the Bears just steamrolled the Patriots. Um, so, I mean, Soldier Field, just watching Gary, um, Walter Payton, I almost said Gary Payton, talking about the Supersonics earlier, but watching Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, Refrigerator, William Perry, uh, Michael, Michael Singletary, I can remember, uh, all these great players in the history of the Chicago Bears, even in my lifetime, and just to see where they're at now, and just really no relevancy at all, like, even as bad as Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, like there's there's no talk. Even the fact that Minnesota lost um, Kirk Cousins and they had to go get Josh Dobbs, that that kind of took outside of Detroit and the success they're having this year. Minnesota and Josh Dobbs took, you know, he had, it was even more relevant than Chicago. And I, I don't know, it's just a weird place with Chicago. 
I'm going to take Carolina, though. Okay. It sounds good to hear that come from boss, you know what I mean? You know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, ride that train with you and uh, go Panthers. Oh, the next one on this list is Indianapolis at, well, I'm not going to say at because it's a 930 game, so obviously we're playing overseas. Patriots, um, I'm going to let you pick first. Uh, Who do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and go. Uh, I'm gonna go Patriots against Indianapolis. I'm gonna follow suit. Okay. Um, but do you think we're? Do you think we're at the end of the Bill Belichick era? Yeah. I think. I think. I think his time. The speed. Think uh, this last season. Uh yeah 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 it, it just you know there's nothing wrong with the fresh do over and you know there's you know he won plenty of championships off Tom Brady but it just make it just making him look it's just making the story a little bit more different without Tom Brady there you know what I mean but I think his time is coming to it does this this run from Tom Brady on which it just kind of got worse every year. And mm-hmm. we're at a point that where we're hearing reports of Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick bumping heads. Uh, I'm talking about contract buyouts and all this other stuff. I, I've heard a little bit of everything this last couple of days. Does this change anything when it comes to people's perspective or opinions on Bill Belichick? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, I think he had the right situation with drafting, you know, Brady and having him on the bench. But and him bringing him in after Bledsoe got hurt, you know, that's 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 always, you know, a good story. But just just the Tom Brady effect, it just make it just make it just makes it look a little off. You know what I mean? It just make it just feels real weird. Makes you wonder what it was. Was it the Bill Belichick system or was it Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's still Bill Belichick system, but it just seems like once you lost Tom Brady, it's like you lost all the magic. Like it. Mm-hmm. And I, I listened to uh, the Kelseys, and I tell you what, those dudes are hilarious. <laughs> if, yeah. if, 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 if that's a bar, I want to be at that level. Like they are, they they're, they're good, but they had an elderman on there, and they're talking about the Patriot way, and he was just describing what it was like. You know, the veteran players first in, last out. You know, talking about Ted Bruschi out there on the, the scout team doing punts and just kind of setting the bar. It just makes you wonder, have things changed? Like, is that still not the atmosphere? Because you just, because Tom Brady, and it's nothing against Tom Brady, but it's not like, as much as I don't like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady's not Patrick Mahomes. Like, no. And I, and I understand he went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl. But also, that Tampa Bay team was pretty loaded. It wasn't like it was some 
team that, you know, they had to assemble all these pieces. Like, it was a pretty loaded team. It just, they had Jamison Winston, which was garbage. You, you you put Tom Brady in, you added a few pieces, you brought Kankowski, you brought uh, Fournette in there, you added a couple of pieces, not not a whole makeover, and you, you were Super Bowl champions. Um, but it's not like Tom Brady was this, this quarterback that just wowed us, like, he had his years and he had his times, and I mean, I mean, it helps when you have someone like Randy Moss or you know other you know Gronkowski or Aaron Hernandez or Elderman or Wes Welker. Like you, you had these pieces. It wasn't like you just had scrubs your entire time. Now, yes, you you helped make some of these people's names, and you know if it wasn't for you know Tom Brady, we wouldn't know of some of these players. I think we would have known Gronkowski. I think we would have known Hernandez without the murder stuff. Of course, we already knew Randy Moss. But uh, I don't know, it just – it wasn't like Tom Brady was this physically gifted quarterback. Like, he played the system really well. He went to Tampa Bay, was surrounded by really good players, and was able to kind of implicate some kind of system. So it's just weird to me that you remove Tom Brady and this just all falls apart. Yeah. I don't know. It just, I don't know. <laughs> um, this one's going to be a tough one for me right here. I'm going to let you know right now. Um, the Cleveland Browns at Baltimore. I know how important this game is for both sides. Right mm-hmm. now, you you got Baltimore seven to two. You got every other team in the AFC North two games up above five hundred five and three. Right now, all four teams in the AFC North are in the playoffs as it sits right now. I have full confidence that if we only beat up each other and win out the rest of our games for all the AFC North teams, we actually all could have all four teams make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll see how this goes. But more mm-hmm. importantly, Cleveland needs to win this game. They they came off that Pittsburgh loss, losing Nick Chubb. I don't think they knew. They put DTR in. That wasn't the right right um, decision. They still was confused and lost in the quarterback position, or I'm sorry, the running back position. I don't think anybody ever thought we was going to lose Nick Chubb especially on a year that we was looking really good. And it's kind of been the Cleveland way. We we put a team together. It looks really good. And, of course, Nick Chubb, for the first time in his, his NFL career, he gets hurt. Um, this game's important. Um, I am a firm believer that defenses win championships, offense wins games. We have the best defense in the NFL. There is no reason – if we stay committed to not letting Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson run all over us, we can win this game. Lamar Jackson is not that active of a quarterback. He is very similar to me as Cam Newton, who's got the body body frame that can run all over you, has got the talent to run all over you, but has not got the talent to pass all over you. You'll have Ooh. your games that, yes, Cam Newton had, Lamar Jackson's had some good games. They've had some phenomenal games. It's not of the norm for them to do this. If we can shut down Lamar Jackson in his running, especially with our secondary being one of the best secondaries 
we're not going to have an issue with the passing game, even if he's got to throw game and has a, what would be a good game. Mm-hmm. My issue is, it seems like as simple as that game plan is, don't let Lamar Jackson run all over you. We let him run all over us every damn time. I don't know why. It's not that hard. But we've had some pieces this offseason. So I'm going to chalk up the home loss as trying to figure out life without Sean Watson, without Nick Chubb, and that we have figured this out. And this weekend we will go into Baltimore knowing we need to win this game because even though as long as we only lose amongst the AFC North teams, we can all still make it, we need to win these games, especially when Baltimore 7-2, we're sitting at 5-3. And knowing the Cleveland way, every game needs to be a win, a do-or-die situation if we're going to make the playoffs. I'm probably going to lose this game because it seems for whatever reason we can't beat Baltimore, but I know how important this game is. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns in Baltimore. All right, all right. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and try to go up three games on you, and, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and go to Baltimore. You know, it's definitely going to be a good game. It's going to be an interesting game. Both teams need a win, need, you know me this win. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and switch it up, and I'm going to go ahead and go uh, Baltimore. Now, next game on the list is Tennessee at Tampa Bay. You are first oh. at the gate. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, you know, I picked, I picked Tennessee last week. You know, I, I like what the young rookie quarterback has done once he stepped in. Now he got the starting role, even if Tannehill, when Tannehill gets healthy, he'll be the backup. Uh, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go tight. I'm going to go tight. I'm going to go tight. Yeah. He was about what I think he cost me one of my parlays because he didn't do jack last week. I don't think he threw a touchdown. I think he only scored nine points. Uh-huh. But even with that being said, Tampa Bay was an impressive last weekend as well uh, as they got stomped on by whoever they played. Who did Tampa Bay lose? Because you got that right and I got that wrong. Uh, Houston. I say that, but but C.J. Stroud had, like, one of the best games ever for a rookie, 400 some odd yards and everything else. Mm. Uh, And it was like a 39-37 to game. It wasn't like Tampa Bay didn't show up to the game. Um, Just they let let C.J. Stroud have the last laugh on that one. Uh, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I think at the end of the day, Tampa Bay overall, outside of the running back position, is probably the better team. Um, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. San Francisco at Jacksonville. This game's getting a lot of attention. One, this mm-hmm. potential could be Brock Purdy's like fourth straight loss. Um, they added Chase Young to the 49ers to help the defense. It's not so much the defense that's costing you, it's that offense. Um, yeah. I'm not sure to what to take or how to take this whole Brock Purdy thing as it seems like things are just kind of unraveling. You went from not ever losing a, uh, a regular season game to seems like you can't even win a regular season game now. I'm not going to say that he's just been horrible, but he's not been good at any stretch of the imagination. Um, Jacksonville, been playing solid football. Um, a good team, top of the AFC South. Let's be honest, though, it doesn't take a lot to be top of the AFC South these days. Um, 
I wow. I'm gonna take Jacksonville as much as I might regret Ooh. this at home. I just until Brock Purdy shows up and gives me a reason to believe that it just was a bad three, four, five game stretch. I, I maybe the Cleveland okay. Browns. I think that maybe the Cleveland Browns exposed something, showed the rest of the NFL the blueprint to beating Brad uh, Brad Purdy because that's what's happened ever since the Browns did it. Uh, but to the point, he had never lost. Um, so, and I wonder if their kicker would have made the field goal and they would have won twenty to nineteen instead of losing nineteen to seven, if things would be different. Or I, I mean, it's not like we just. You know, overwhelmed, and you know, we just beat the team. It was down to the last second, but it just seems like ever since then, that's kind of been the end of it, and they can't find themselves again. So, I just wonder if Cleveland wouldn't have got lucky and they missed that field goal, would they have continued to losing games, or did something really get exposed and they would have lost anyway? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is an interesting thought, though. It's a little good, good way to look at it. But of your of your overall pick, I'm gonna have to go with San Francisco. I just don't picture them losing four straight games, even though Jacksonville has been balling. You know, there's nothing you can take away from that. But I'm gonna go uh, 49ers and, and try to get some games up on you. <laughs> Keep trying to get those games it is up a competition. on me. Oh, it always is. Yeah, I am a very competitive person. I'd never like to lose. (laughs) Next game on this list is the Green Bay Packers versus Pittsburgh. A lot of talk whether or not Green Bay has really uh, got to see the true Jordan Love, and there's a lot of talk of whether or not they need to go in a different direction. But I'm gonna let you go first. This is your round. You got uh, Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I'm going to go I, – I don't have I don't have too much confidence in Pickett. You know, even like the overall stat of Stroud, Stroud got more TDs than Pickett, and Pickett played two full seasons almost, you know what I mean? So it does it does look kind of weird. And then – but I'm going to go – I'm going to go Steelers. I, I just don't – I just don't see – even though Green Bay won last week – uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go Steelers. I'm going Steelers as well. Um, this has got more to do with the fact that I think we all knew what Jordan Love was. I think mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers were the last one to this party. They thought they had more than what the rest of us thought. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna say Pittsburgh is a bad team. I don't think that their record really indicates how what kind of team they are. There, they're five and three. I don't think they're a, a true five and three team. I think they're more of a four and four, maybe even three and five team. Um, yeah. I like I like what's going on in Pittsburgh as a Browns fan because I think that we'll take it back there and the way this team is set up right now, we're kind of seeing max potential. Like, I, I'm not expecting more of what we're seeing. 
You never know. Well, well, they just beat the Browns this year. Yeah, that's the game that Chubb went down and we was lost. Like, there was no run game. They, once you took the run game out, that was it. That that just screwed our whole game mm-hmm. plan up. Our, our game plan is to wear you down with the run, get some passing in there, and just, just ground pound. Like, we are a true... Midwest, northern snow, pound you down kind of football team. That's just what we were. Um, without mm-hmm. Chubb, the, we've had to re we've had to refigure life. Um, I like the fact that the Steelers are where they are because I, I think they're at max. So that means until they make some changes, to me the Steelers are not a serious threat. I feel the other two teams are more of a threat. I think I've put the Steelers last in our projection. I think I had Cleveland, Cincinnati, and then Baltimore. Um, Steelers, to me, are not a threat. And, and until they make some changes, they're not going to be a threat. So I'm taking the Steelers, but I really like where they're at right now because, to me, they're not a threat. Um, Saints mm-hmm. at Minnesota. Josh Dobbs was able to help lead the Minnesota Vikings to a win last weekend. Um, Saints looking good behind Derek Carr. I I don't know if I feel confident in Minnesota this week and who they got to play. I feel the odds are Derek Carr and the Saints are going to do what they got to do. So I'm going to take the Saints this weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and write that uh that who that with you. So I'm gonna go, I'm going Saints also. Oh, Houston at Cincinnati. You know, it's it's this this is where it all kind of hurts because you got Baltimore and Cleveland play each other, so one of us has got to lose. Mm-hmm. And I feel the matchups favor the other two teams. So, the, I mean, three out of four are going to win. No matter what, one of us is going to lose. Hopefully, there's Baltimore. That puts us all tied together. But uh, I'm going to let you pick first. Who do you think, Houston or Cincinnati? I'm going to go. I'm, I got. He, he definitely. He got a hot streak going on. I'm going to go ahead and go uh, Cincinnati. Even though I am very impressed about what Houston got going on, you know what I mean. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going Cincinnati. Very impressed. I don't get to say this often about Ohio State quarterbacks, and I've seen somebody make some posts and memes about it. Don't get ahead of yourself. Just say, and talk about, oh, of course, Ohio State quarterbacks never blah, blah, blah. Just because there's one quarterback that is so far has done good, don't get ahead of yourself. This is just like a whole Caleb Williams situation. Don't get ahead of yourself. Um, let's see how C.J. Stroud's career goes, because just because he has so far halfway through this first season a a good rookie season doesn't mean that it's going to mount out to this career and we can solidify as actually having an Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because traditionally, no, the Ohio State quarterbacks don't do well. Um, and, and to be honest, traditionally, you got a couple in there now, but traditionally your SECs don't do all that great either because when you're p- putting five-star recruit linemen and five-star recruit wide receivers and running backs, quarterback's job is easy when you when you got every other position better than every other position on the other team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's a big issue 
well, especially when it comes to the Big Ten and quarterbacks. Like, yes, it's easy for Ohio State to quarterback to look good at Ohio State when you're you got Ezekiel Elliott's or you got you know Garrett Wilson or you got Marvin Harrison Jr. You got all these wide receivers and um, it's easy to look good. But when you're actually playing actual other teams that are the same level, then things start to unravel. Um, I'm the same boat though you. I don't know if I said it or not, but I'm taking Cincinnati. As much as I need Cincinnati and Pittsburgh also to lose um, or lose period, I I just don't see them losing to Houston at home, especially Atlanta at Arizona. Arizona's only uh, only win has been against um, the Dallas Cowboys. We just got mm-hmm. done putting a 27 to nothing beat down on them. Our defense showed up once again. Didn't let them do anything. I'm going to take Atlanta, not that I think Atlanta's this great team Ooh. that's going to just whatever, but Arizona has not been able to beat anybody but the one fluke weekend. Honestly, they should not have a win at all. Dallas should have took care of business. They, they shouldn't even have a win at this point. Um, I don't think that they win this weekend. I'm going to take ATL. All right. All right. That, that That is a good one just because I know Heineke is starting for Atlanta. Excuse me. And I know Tyler Murray supposed to come back this week. And uh you know, I don't really like Atlanta. You know, I, I really don't. And uh hopefully hopefully Arizona can give me uh a good a good stretch if they win this game. So I'm gonna go ahead and go I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up and I'm gonna go Arizona. You do that. You pick the other bird. Ain't gonna do you no good, but you pick the other bird. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> Next game on the list is Detroit at Los Angeles. Um, the Chargers. Tell you what, Detroit has definitely been impressive this season. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess I shouldn't say that I didn't expect it, but at the same time, I guess I should. Is the way they finished last season and started putting things together. Um, you are first on this round. Detroit at Chargers, who you got? Uh, you know, you know, since the Chargers have been on TV lately, I we I have been watching them. You know what I mean? Uh, it's definitely going to be a hard game. I want to I want to pick the Lions, but I'm gonna go I'm going I'm going with the Lions. I'm going with the Lions. I'm going with the Lions. I am too. Um, okay. I don't know. Justin Herbert just not. I don't know. There's something yeah, about. Yeah. Ugh. I agree. Um, next on the list is the Giants. I think the Giants have won what, one game all year. And isn't uh, they spent all that money on Jones and in he mm-hmm. out. Yeah, he out. He gonna be out for he gonna be out until next year. But uh, what is it? Torn ACL, I believe. Yeah, I believe that's what I saw as well. Nothing to make a difference. Yeah. I'm picking Dallas either way. Um, I know going into the year, a lot of people thought this could be Dallas's year. Yeah. But after, and I'm not going to count that. I, I feel that the Arizona loss was just kind of a fluke loss. Mm-hmm. But even more recently, losing to Philadelphia, um, 
do you do you think do you think that Dallas can find themselves I mean I guess everybody thought out west Pats was going to go get through the 49ers. I think that's even what I projected. Um, and I don't think that way no more. Um, I, I think that the 49ers been exposed. I don't know if there's really any other team out in the West or the uh, NFC, I'm sorry, that – other than Philadelphia that is a serious threat to the Cowboys. Now, obviously, the Eagles have had Dallas's number, but let's, let's remove San Francisco out of the conversation at this point because you, you're talking three state losses. Until they turn things around, I don't think anybody's got them as a favorite or a, a legitimate team going to the, the Super Bowl. Am I delusional to think that we're basically down at this point, down to the Cowboys and the Eagles in conversation? Uh, I haven't gave up on the 49ers, but it's, it's definitely it's definitely uh, them two with the 49ers, maybe. But I don't I don't really see anybody else if it's not if it's not Eagles, Dallas, or 49ers. Do we think that um, do we think that Dak Dak and the 49ers can show up, or I'm sorry, and the Cowboys can show up to beat the Philadelphia, or or, or is Philadelphia in the driver's seat of making back to the Super Bowl at this point? Oh, uh, I think they're in the driver's seat right now. You know, one thing about the Cowboys, they 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 haven't learned how to finish a whole game. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh, a game that you must win or you need a big drive or you need to score on this possession, you know, I, why they can't figure that out? You, you know what I mean? I can't I can't imagine being down a couple points and got the ball at the five-yard line and then all of a sudden I take two penalties and a sack. You know what I mean? To knock me back. To the tw- you, you get what I'm saying? How does that even happen from the five-yard line and you need a touchdown to win the game. You get what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. comes down, I guess, to coaching. You know, it just it just looks off. It just feels weird. You know, I wanna I wanna see him win. I would like to see him win. Just because the the Cowboys and the atmosphere and the whole, you know, merchandise of selling stuff as far as Cowboys, you know, would be very interesting if they did win. But I wanna see him finish an important game and win the game. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming you're picking Dallas as well. Yeah, I'm picking Dallas as well. <laughs> and the last game? No, it's not the last game. Is there not a Monday night game? Am I missing a game here? Uh, yeah. I yeah, there, yeah, there's two more games. There's two more games. Okay. It just didn't show one. I had to click on something. Um, next game up is Washington at Seattle. Who do you got? Uh, you know, this is still this. You know, even though the Seattle, you know, the whole Geno Smith, you know, it still it still doesn't feel good or look right. But 
I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm gonna go Seattle. I'm going with Seattle. At home, twelfth man. I'm going with Seattle as yeah. well. Next is this will be an interesting game. Uh, Sunday night, Jets at Las Vegas. Las Vegas coming off a win after making their changes. Jets coming off a loss. Um, really looked like they didn't even show up uh, Monday's Monday night game. Uh, coach was asked about C- uh, Simeon, 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 however you say his mm-hmm. last name. He pleaded the fifth. Um, so it makes you wonder what's going on behind closed doors and what the conversation yeah. or rumbling is. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and hope that Las Vegas has turned things around um, and is going to continue and, and go two in a row. So I'm going to go to Vegas. I was, and like yeah. I said, it's hard when you get two teams that are really not playing good and, and trying mm-hmm. to determine who's going to play better and then the other team. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and ride that. Uh, ride that Raiders train with you. I'm going to Raiders as well. And the last game on the list: Denver at Buffalo. You are first. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Buffalo, even though Denver could beat Buffalo just because how Buffalo, you know, this, the same thing will happen. Same thing. Think about Buffalo. You know, is this is this is this the last of the hurrah? You know, because they're in it, but they could really be. They, you know, I think they're what five and what three, five or four, somewhere around yep. there. I'm bored. They could have a worse worse a worse record than that. You know, honestly, but I'm going to go ahead and go uh, Bills. It's crazy with that record. They uh, are just a game out behind Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Of course, Miami catches all the criticism because they look good against weak teams, but they seem to lose yeah. against those tough teams. Yeah. So, this is going to be an inter- interesting race out here in the AFC East. Excuse me, but I, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills as well. We've got a few different picks, so we'll see how this week plays out for us. Mm-hmm. Watching my parlays, got a couple of money, just a little bit of help on. Maybe, uh, yeah. maybe get a couple wins tonight. Uh, okay. Trying to think where see what all once was. I know college basketball got two of them, in, and I guess ended up putting the same ticket up. So as long as Texas Tech, UNLV, and Santa Clara win tonight, I have two tickets I'm going to win on because everybody else has already won. And the odds are astronomical, so we're going to hope on that. Uh, Mario, we're going we're gonna to let them know where they can find you Um Social media wise, what events or anything you got coming up? As uh, we tried that the first go round didn't work, and so we decided the second go around we we're going to put that at the end. Um, so, uh, where can they find you? All right, yeah, you can find us on social media at, on Facebook and Instagram, also on YouTube at Carolina Sports Plus. You can find us online at CarolinaSportsPlus.com. We're working on a website daily, uh, uploading new merchandise that comes in in stock. Uh, we're currently working on a mobile store, so that's that's kind of like the big thing that we got going on now. So it's kind of exciting. 
But uh, like I say, definitely check us out on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Carolina Sports Plus and see what we got going on. We got any boxers doing anything? No, 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 not uh, Angel Angel Munoz. He's fighting. He's fighting in California uh, on the 18th of November. So his his next fight's coming up. So that's always a good thing. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that uh, he he's gone to California to do bigger and better things. But you know we're still part we're still part of the team. So it's all it's all good. Hopefully hopefully he can do big things and. And maybe one day watch him on Showtime or HBO or, you know, ESPN Boxer. There we go. Uh, make sure you guys check out the site, www.the110nationsportsradionetwork. You guys can catch all the blogs, all the videos, all the shows, everything going on here at the 110 Nation. You guys can catch our podcast on all the platforms that do podcasts. Um, we are on every single platform. If it's iTunes, iHeart, um, Spotify, you name it, we are there. Make sure you guys check out our uh, YouTube channel. Follow us on YouTube or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, break down these shows into smaller clips, different sections. Also um, got a few different things we do over there as well, so make sure you guys check that out. Um I don't think there's any more 110 Nation Race Chat Live exclusives or Race Chat Live for the rest of the season um, as the racing season has come to an end. So uh, they usually take a two-month break, come back beginning of February or the end of January. Um, So we're looking forward to uh, um, them guys coming back for another season. And I know that uh, safety to success, he is going to be on it for about another month. Then he'll be taking a break, as most of his guests are race car drivers as well. So it looks like uh, Mario and myself will be uh, carrying the weight of everything for the next uh, couple months. So looking forward to uh, being here on Wednesday night, um, doing that over here. Make sure you guys like us on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 110 Nation and make sure that you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, the 110 Nation Sports Radio um, Network. Uh, Mario, is there anything else I need to throw out there that you can think of? Oh, no. Ray, see y'all next week. See y'all next Wednesday. Looking forward to being back in the studio next Wednesday night. Until next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.